Hey guys, Dan Waltzman here. Welcome back to the Edge of Conversations podcast. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. I had to quit. Quit. Who quits around here? No one quits. I don't quit. You don't quit. This podcast is not about quitting. But you know what I'm saying. I had to stop, temporarily pause the whole discussion around building healthy relationships. Last episode. I had to. I had to. I was out of time. And I know how you people get when I go past 15 minutes. I just, you know, the amount of complaints go through the roof. And so I have to stop. Actually, I don't get any complaints. So maybe, are you complaining? I hope not. But I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I do enjoy all of your notes and several of you send me feedback and ideas. And what's funny is within a few days, uh, you hear the podcast coming out over the air. So we're, we're, we're pretty responsive to that if you have any ideas. That's my relationship to you, which is uh, love and appreciation and learning from you. But we talked last episode about three key ways, three key strategies that you could begin to deploy to build healthier relationships. And one, we talked about listening to learn, not listening to argue or debate or challenge or compete, but listening to learn. What's, what, what can you learn? By the way, what's a brief uh, snippet. I don't think I mentioned this in the last episode. Often I'll speak from, well, I, you know, I speak on stages all across the world and I'll often tell an audience, some of you are looking at me and you're saying to yourself, does this apply to me? I mean, you're judging me, sizing me up and you're saying, does this apply to me? And if you think it does apply to you, you're going to listen and pay attention. You're going to get some nuggets from this. It doesn't matter what I said. I could say Mary had a little lamp and you're going to leave inspired because you've made the decision. You've made the choice that this applies to you. And for some of you, you're going to look at me and you may not like the way I'm wearing jeans or the way I a sport jacket, or you may not like a sport jacket with my jeans, or you don't like how, you know, my hair is parted or any number of other things, or the fact that your boss told you you had to be at this meeting and you say, this isn't for me. This guy isn't for me. It doesn't matter what I say. I could, I could, I could give you a six second plan to make a billion dollars. And even if it worked for a thousand other people ahead of you, you would say, this guy's full of shit. And so the question really isn't for success, does this apply to me? The real question you have to ask yourself is, how does this apply to me? Successful people in all walks of life, not just in my audience, but on successful in all walks of life, ask themselves that question. Not does this apply to me, but how does this apply to me? And that and that and that is what makes all the difference between how you leave this event today. So I often say that in my, in my keynotes. Um, so it's listening to learn, not listening to eliminate yourself as being someone who, who, who should be there, listening to learn. Number two, we talked about speaking softly and effectively. Not always my forte, people. Not always my forte. I'm in, I'm loud. I'm breaking down walls. I'm causing a scene, causing a stink, and then apologizing later like, ooh, whoops, sorry. I think I, uh, maybe, I, maybe I pushed the envelope too far. Well, something I had to work on, speaking softly and effectively. Three, quality over quantity, simple things. I mentioned I drive my kids uh, to school. I can, I can talk to them on the way. Maybe they do homework. We are all in the same room while we're eating dinner. Making time for the, for the moments that we have, right? Making time for, yeah, it, it's, that, it's that simple. You, you don't have an unlimited supply uh, of time. So w where can you do things together, togetherness? Because that's going to help you build healthy relationships with your kids, with your partner. Uh, it, it, it's just, look- it's hard to hate people that, uh, that, that you're having meaningful conversations with. It really is. 
Number four, be trusting. That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. Personally, that's hard. I'm usually a trusting person, but there are some areas of my life where I'm not a trusting person. And that's because I've been hurt. And some of you are the exact same way. You're, you don't trust anybody financially because someone took money from you and ran. Some of you have been hurt sexually and it's hard for you to trust another gender because of what was done to you wrongly or relationships. Someone cheated on you. Someone lied to you. Someone made you feel like a fool. And now you go, I can't trust you at all. But quality relationships, healthy relationships are built on trust. Instead of you asking yourself, what if it happens again? Which will automatically eliminate anybody from your life because we're all human and we're all flawed. Maybe you should ask yourself, what if it doesn't happen? What if this is a relationship where he is what he says he is? She is who she says she is. Even though they're flawed, we're going to work on it. And we're going to make this relationship healthy. You have to choose to believe. Choice is not automatic or natural sometimes. So it's a choice, a choice to believe. But here's the reality, expecting your relationships, the worst from them, at the start, you're going to get exactly what you were afraid of. So if you expect the worst from the people around you, and that's how you treat them, they will live up to your expectations. I had a conversation the other day with the CEO of a, of a mid-sized company. And I said to him, your people have been failing you and you're frustrated by them. Are you willing to give them a second chance? See, before I can go work with them, help them, hopefully, inspire them to go take that next level in their life, their boss already knows that some of them are losers, or at least that's how they've been acting. And he's not afraid to tell them that. And if somebody tells you that you're a loser and an idiot, but you're still employed, we're probably going to act like a loser and an idiot. And I'm not saying that just because I go in and pump them up, that they're magically going to turn around. I'm not that foolish. But I do believe that if you expect greatness in others and you recruit, recruit people who want that greatness, they'll live up to your expectations. They'll fail. They'll be flawed. They'll be human, but they'll strive for greatness. So you have to give trust because the alternative, man, the alternative is just miserable. You don't want to spend your time playing detective, following up, following people, kind of doing all that crazy lurking. That's, it's not healthy. And this is a discussion about how we can have healthy relationships. If you find yourself in that, one of two things, either you need to find a way to get out of that relationship Or two, maybe you need to talk to somebody, psychiatrist, therapist, and just share with them their thoughts. Maybe your fear isn't as as real as you think it is or necessary. Number five, admit and apologize. So what happens when you do something, let's say you break someone's trust or stretch the truth or make yourself untrustworthy, you, 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 you screw up at some level. By the way, it doesn't have to be infidelity or a, a betrayal. It doesn't have to be that level. It can be just you promised to do something and you didn't. You forgot. The only thing that makes that worse is by trying to cover it up with a lie. 
<laughs> so been in a relationship any time, uh, any, 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 any long period of time or short period of time at all, you know, the only thing that makes bad worse is lie. And, and when you stretch the truth and when you, when you, ref- when you continue to lie and lie and lie, you know, it just makes everything, it makes everything worse. It's, imp- you put yourself in a position where, um, all kinds of bad stuff is, is raining down upon you. And the way out is to admit and apologize. It shows respect for the other person, shows empathy, and it shows the other person that their feelings mean something to you. And not only that, but it, it opens the lines of communication to talk about what went down. Hey, you know, I'm really busy and that's why I forgot. Uh, I didn't mean to, 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 to screw up. I just forgot. Or, you know, maybe we should, maybe shouldn't be in this relationship. Wh- whatever it is, it doesn't always have to go to the highest level of crazy. It sometimes just is, I was wrong and I'm sorry. So apologize without making excuses. Admit it. And if you're sorry, bolt that on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disappoint you. Didn't mean to hurt you. Uh, let's move on. Six, have more respect. Have more respect. It, it doesn't matter who it is directed at. You have to give respect to get respect. You know this if you have kids. You walk into where a bunch of kids are playing and you try to go, full court press on them, guess what happens? They will diss you. They will belittle you. <laughs> they'll, they'll, be, they'll push all that tension right back at you 10 times over, right? People give what, 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 what they get. And relationships are no different. You know, it's interesting. In, in sales, we call this modeling, right? If I speak in a whisper, that brings the other person down to a whisper. If I speak loud, that brings them up as well. It's it's called modeling or so I model the behavior that I want them to do. And so if I do it, they usually copy me. They cross their arms. I cross my arms, things like that. But respect is one of those things. You don't get respect. You have to give respect. And then what happens is respect is automatically returned. People who respect each other, value each other, people who respect each other, trust each other, people who respect, people who respect each other, grow into healthy relationships together. If you don't respect the person you're with, you're with the wrong person. Number seven, how about this? Honesty is absolute. We talked about trust, but honesty is a little bit different. Remember this, when people don't know the truth, they'll make up their own reality, and that's never a good thing. And so telling the truth, it's all too easy to tell white lies. I do it. I do it to kind of make situations go away or to, you know, kind of avoid conversations you just don't want to have. But the reality about healthy relationships is they have to be built on raw, naked honesty. The kind that's uncomfortable. The kind, though, that shows people that you really care and respect them. I think you you get the picture. Honesty. It's the lowest common denominator for any relationship. It's got to be there. It's got to be there. Number eight, show affection. How often do you tell people I love you? How about how are you doing today? How about have a great day? How, how affectionate are you? And each of us, of course, interprets life, interprets situations around us differently, especially in relationships. But just telling someone I love you, showing that affection, can help them in all kinds of ways you may not even ever fully appreciate right now. 
growing up, I don't, I know, I know my parents love me. They said it. What's interesting is I want my kids to know it. And I spend a lot of time reproving them, adjusting them, critiquing them. One of the things I have to do is stop and remind myself that I need to show affection, not just be a taskmaster, not be a, a drill sergeant. I need, I need them to know that above all else, they're loved. That's the most important thing. And not just with my kids, with my wife, my family, family members. It's about love. It's about love. Smiles, light touches, quick kick, quick kiss on the cheek, a hug. You don't know if that's your last moment with that person. Number nine, encouragement and appreciation. Sometimes I'm really good at this. Perhaps you are too. Other times I go completely stone cold silent. And this is where I need to improve. Number one, saying things like you're doing great. You're awesome. You're the best person for this job. I couldn't have done this without you. Encouragement and appreciation are the, just the fastest ways to build healthy relationships with people in your life that you depend on. You have to appreciate. And people have to know that you appreciate them. Thank people for what they're doing. Leave a little note by the coffee maker. Put a note in your kid's lunchbox. Send an email to someone that just says, hey, you did this really well. Brag on your team when they do something smashingly successful. That encouragement goes a long, long way for them taking their game and your relationship with them, boss, employee, kid, family, community, whatever that relationship is to the next level. There's already enough people in their life bringing them down. When you encourage them, man, you elevate your life and your game and your relationship to the next level. Can I leave one more with you before we end this episode? Learn the language, the love language. Learn your love language. Gary Chapman, you don't know it. If you don't know him, wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. I took my a quiz not too long ago. If you just go to fivelovelanguages.com, five, the number five, lovelanguages.com, you'll see uh, where he, he uh, makes it really easy to figure out your language of love. Each of us responds to love differently. Some people are very physical. Some people are very cerebral. There's a lot in between. Some people don't care if you say, I love them. They care that you're with them beside them. That's what love means. Other people don't care that you say or with them. They, they want affection and love and sex and touching. And that's what the only thing they know of as love. And by the way, there's no right or wrong with love languages, but when you're in a relationship, one thing you'll learn is it doesn't matter how you want to be loved. It's how that other person wants to be loved. And if you don't match that, give them that they will find it somewhere else. They will. And it's not a threat. It's just an opportunity for you to take your health, your relationships to another healthy level. So the last two episodes, we have, we have gone through some thick stuff. We have talked about building relationships from the ground up, everything from affection to honesty, being trustworthy, talking about stuff at a low tone of voice, being playful, encouraging, showing affection. We've talked about you know everything about being respectful, apologizing when you screw up, and, and spending quality time that you have, and, and a few more. And, and I, I don't think this is the totality of ways to build healthy relationships. I'm digging into my own life and finding ways that, or things that I know I need to do better, and I'm sharing them with you and trying to implement change in my own life. And by the way, if you're looking for more change, you're brand new to our podcast, 
You're like, what is all this edgy stuff all about? You can go to freeedgybook.com, get a free copy of the Edgy Conversations in paperback. How cool is that? The nice rubberized cover. It's won some design awards. More importantly, it's actually helped over 500,000 people around the world in four or five different languages. And I want to send you a copy for free. No strings attached, no craziness. You go and put your address there. We will send you a free copy of the book. If you don't have Calendar of Awesomeness, that's another free thing I want to give you. Go to calendarofawesomeness.com. Listen, this calendar, it's used by superstars. It's amazing. The number of people telling me uh, how great it is, it's encouraging to me, but I know it's encouraging to the people who actually use it as well. So go get that as well. Okay, guys, until the next time, until the next time, stay edgy, be awesome.